Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. A common sense recap of the day's biggest stories. It's John Katsimatidis and Cats at Night on 77 WABC. Welcome back to the John Katz Matidis Cats at Night Show. While we wait for Congressman Lee Zeldin to give us a call, we're going to talk about the crime. Let's give you some statistics, everybody. Grand larcenies underground have spiked 110% in the first couple of months. Overall, major felonies have also skyrocketed. It's getting out of control. And like, John, you were saying this morning when you were on with uh, Sid Rosenberg, how do you expect to open back New York City if you can't get the subways and the streets safe? Well, how do you open up New York City if you the sub? You're absolutely right. I mean, those are the two criteria. And uh, we had Tish James today at the uh, Police Athletic League lunch, and I asked the same thing. And what did she say? Can you can you tell us? I'd like to hear from Lee. Yeah, let, let's. Uh, I mean, the recent case was this guy Levon Davis, 32 years old, 27 arrests. He was just busted for something else. Rather than he was sentenced to three years, they let him out. Unconditional well, release. Let me let me tell you another problem that's going on. On top of everything else, the city council and state legislature have done to undermine law enforcement and prosecutions and judges' discretion. On top of everything else they've done, they have new bills in the legislature to get early release for people based on their age. No matter what the crime they committed, with the exception of murder, they want to let you out. They want to let you out when you hit 55. So if you're an armed Bank robbers done serial robbers, and you're in for a long stretch. You hit 55, all of a sudden you get a magic key to get out. I mean, how foolish That's is incredible. that? And judge, where, where's the justice to that person that he killed or that woman that he sexually assaulted? She doesn't. She doesn't get any any relief. Of course not. But, they live with those scars for the rest of their lives. Well, and the people that died, they're dead. Right. <laughs> you know, but. Yeah, at some point, like John, I mean, I hate to say it about any human being. At what point do you say, got to throw away the key? You know, these people, there's so many crimes. Well, so- I've said that to those politicians yes. in Albany. I said, is it after, it used to be three crimes and you're out. Is it four? Is it 10? Is it 15? I mean, and I'm talking about vicious crimes. I'm talking about violent crimes. Right. And, and, and they can't, and sometimes you can't sink it through some of these people's heads. And I just saw out in Long Island that this drug dealer, he's getting some he's he's facing some major felonies because he sold drug laced with fentanyl and his customers then overdosed and died and died. Is it the drug dealer's fault? I mean, at this point, when are we as a government going to take responsibility for what's coming across the border? Ray Tierney, who's the district attorney in Suffolk County, actually prosecuted just one that first conviction under the sale case of of the fentanyl drug. They, They killed somebody. And that's a that's a big deal. But your point is is a much larger point. The, the border crisis is enormous consequence because fentanyl is coming in by the buckets and buckets and buckets, and it doesn't take that much fentanyl to wipe out tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands, even millions of people. And the border is unprotected. The Biden administration is doing nothing to protect the border, and they're about to jump on this bandwagon of letting out forty Article Forty Two. Title 42, get rid of it, 
and then you have no protection. So the numbers are drastically increased on the border. And they say it's no big deal. But it is a big deal because they're destroying this country by the open border. But even with Title 42, we're seeing record numbers. What was like 200,000 migrants just last month alone were expected to hit almost 6 million and soon, I mean, by, it, this is incredible. This is out of control. Do you lock your door at night, Craig Eaton? Do you yeah, lock yes. your door at night? Uh, yes, I do. Judge yeah, Weinberg, yeah, how about to, you, John you Katz? And, but, but you know, what I, I always lock my door. I live in New York. So then, but <laughs> even if you live in the middle of nowhere, you're going to lock your door, and that's what we need to do. We're not saying these people are bad. We're just saying we don't know who you are, and you have to go through the process, just like my my parents did, and all of our other relatives have. That's why we're here. But Lydia, just look on the street. Look on the street. Um, one block, I walked one block to get here, mid, middle of midtown Manhattan, and there were four homeless people set up. I mean, it's getting it's getting crazy on the street. Again. It's getting crazy. But one man who wants to change all that and bring New York back to its former glory is Congressman Lee Zeldin, who is running for Republican candidate of governor. Welcome, Lee Zeldin, back to Cats at Night. Hey, always great to be with you. So talk to us. What can what can be done? If you were the governor and you could wave a magic wand, how could you get our city back safe? We have to secure our streets and our subways. We need to see cashless bail repeal. Judges should have discretion to weigh dangerousness and flight risk and pass criminal record and seriousness of the offense on all offenses when setting bail. I believe that district attorneys like Alvin Bragg, who refuse to enforce the law, should be fired. We should be unapologetically backing the blue. Uh, We have men and women who are putting their retirement papers and morale is sinking because elected officials who should have their back don't. Uh, There is so much more. I mean, this is just a a few of the ideas that come to mind. I'll mention one more. uh, I saw Governor Hochul sign less is more last summer. And when she was doing it, she released 191 people from Rikers Island early And a bunch of them immediately went out and committed additional offenses. I want to see our streets belonging to law-abiding citizens, not criminals. We should be, uh, you know, putting the handcuffs on criminals instead of the justice system. Uh, And it really needs to start on day one. This is not what can you accomplish in your first term. We don't have that kind of time. It's what can you do on the first day in the first few months. Right. And Mayor Adams, his anti-crime unit that went out, what was it like in two weeks, they rounded up a bunch of individuals, 70 percent of the people they arrested were repeat offenders. That's what we're talking about here. We're talking about these career criminals. That's where all these gang shootings are happening. That's why you had the 11 year old who 11 month old, excuse me, who was shot in the face in the Bronx, the 12 year old who was shot to death in Brooklyn. I mean, how many more people have to die? The 22 year old woman in the Bronx that was shot in the head. It's enough is enough. They keep talking about the black and brown suspects. What about the black and brown victims? Yeah, and when I hear somebody like Governor Hochul or others say that they still need data and that there there isn't enough data, you just provided what some people might want to refer to as data. These are lives. These are real victims. They have families. But you can count up the press clippings that are sitting there on your desk to read of the stories of the repeat offenders. And as you know, you're referencing some of the crimes regarding guns and you know, talking about illegal firearms is a, a conversation worth having to figure out how to better crack down on that. At the same time, there are a whole lot of people who are victims 
of crimes that have nothing to do with firearms. And we have someone who gets pushed in front of an oncoming subway car and loses their life or is stabbed to death in their apartment in lower Manhattan or punched because they're Asian or wearing a yarmulke and Jewish or a Sikh cab driver. You're a small business owner having to experience looting and feeling like the system isn't there to protect you. There is so much uh, that that really is getting lost in the conversation when people are singularly focusing on firearms. Congressman, this is Craig Eaton. Uh, what about the woman who got hit in the head with a hammer just because she was walking to work? She mm-hmm. was walking down a subway station and got hit with a hammer 10 times, I think. Walking down the subway, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. I mean, another another example. And, uh, you know, for some people, they might want to refer to that as a piece of data for their decision. <laughs> uh, you know, these aren't stats. These these are way beyond that. And these are lives. And, and by the way, you know, I've seen the entire Asian-American community rally together in a show of, of unity and force where an attack on one is an attack on, on all of them. And they they're really like when they get together for a candlelight vigil to mourn the loss of one of their own it's it's not just one mm-hmm. there are and and it's all different kinds of crimes uh targeting their own and i mean th- i just feel like any of any politician any elected official anyone who is out there who's supposed to be a community leader if if they can't work up the courage to take on a, a far-left activist base and say, you know what, you know, damn the torpedoes, as Admiral uh, Farragut saying, and we're just going to do what needs to get done to secure these streets. There's just too much tap dancing around and, and trying to pander or not upset the far left. And I, you know, I don't care what party you are. Uh, I want you to be successful in being able to stand up to those elements out there because, you know, it, you end up empowering, elevating, embracing those voices if you don't challenge them. Judge Weinberg? Uh, Congressman, it's, uh, it's Richard Weinberg. I have to tell you what upsets me most of all, and I'm, I'm the House Democrat, is the leadership of the state assembly and the leadership of the state senate who absolutely positively put window dressing on this bail reform bill and this free discovery, open file discovery and to raise the age, and they keep saying what a wonderful job they've done to clean it up, and they're looking for the data, and they have no responsibility to the innocent people and who are walking down the streets and riding our subways. As governor, how would you handle people like that? Listen, there's a time for government and a time for politics. The election comes November 8th. They decide who they want around our state representing us in the state Senate and the state assembly, and you have to try to figure out how to work together to find common ground however possible. You take inventory of who your allies are. If you're trying to make a change to cashless bail, Mayor Adams is somebody who says that we need to go further. Well, great. Maybe he could help in calling up some of the people in, in his own party. You just you figure out how to br- build uh, coalitions to be able to get it done. And there's different leverage points, uh, as you know. Um, I hope that people who get elected – uh, you know, maybe there's a, a very blue seat where they're going to be electing a Democrat to the state senate or the state assembly this November. If they have a choice, hopefully they pick the same rational one for for that. I mean, we, we see that people want balance, they want common sense, they want sanity restored to Albany. 
And it's important whenever possible to find common ground to be able to move forward. I, I remember walking uh, Fifth Avenue, St. Patrick's Day Parade. I saw Lydia there. She was working hard, interviewing people on the side uh, of uh, of, the, of Fifth Avenue. Wouldn't be uh, wasn't surprised at all to see her out there. But I'll tell you, as I was walking that entire route, you had uh, state legislators in front of me, Democrats and Republicans. And people shouting out the entire time for for dozens of blocks about cashless bail, about public safety. They're crying out. Uh, So hopefully they're hearing these voices and they realize when we win this race in November, it's it's not just about one race. You You have to think, why did he win it? Well, one of the reasons why we are going to win this race is because people want to see more done. That's something for people to to think about who are there currently who may still be there that they need to reassess their own ways. What's a definition of insanity? Oh yeah, exactly. I mean, and we see it keep happening over and over again doing the same exact thing. And it, it actually, we haven't even hit rock bottom. Things can get worse in Albany. Uh, you know, and, and as you reference Raise the Age, you hear judges talking about how uh, that's impacting their way to deliver justice. And it has the opposite effect on some of these kids. The discovery laws uh, that has uh, our law enforcement all wrapped up in, in paperwork and scrambling rather than out on the streets doing, doing their job. Yeah, I would say there's a whole lot of examples of insanity is actually getting worse, not better. You know, Congressman, we need to get people out to vote. That's part of the problem because everyone screams and complains in New York. But if you look at the mayoral elections we've had over the last two cycles, no one votes in the city and state of New York. So, you know, what? we need to these people need to step up. They need to look at the candidates. They need to look at the issues and they need to fight for us. I think people I think Republicans have like a negative connotation, unfortunately, and it's perpetuated by the media. And what I hope people will do in November is not vote along party lines, but vote for the best person. That's why I'm a registered independent, because it doesn't matter if you could be the greatest person ever and you're a Democrat or you could be a horrible candidate and you're a Republican. So is that what you're hoping for, Congressman Zeldin, that at the end of the day, people will just vote for somebody that has common sense and wants to bring New York back? A hundred percent. And I've been spending a lot of time with the Asian American community in Flushing and Chinatown and Brooklyn with the black pastors and their first ladies in Sunnyside with Hispanic voters in the South Bronx and Russian voters in Brighton Beach. And we just keep going all throughout the city and we're going to keep doing that for the next seven months. There are communities and groups that have been voting loyally Democrat. And I'll tell you, if it, what I'm seeing is that people are having their vote taken for granted. Make everybody earn your vote. Don't just give a person your vote because that's the way it's always been. You know, They need to show up and earn it. it. It's important to show up to earn someone's support, but it's important to keep showing up to earn keeping their support. Uh, and there's an important decision to make for, for New York voters right now. And uh, I, I feel like if we continue with one-party rule and outsized power of self-described socialists with a lack of balance up in Albany, I, I fear that more people are going to be leaving New York for other states where they feel like the, the money that they have is going to go further and they'll feel safer and they'll live life freer. And 
I just don't want to see this mass exodus. I don't want to see New York leading the country in population loss. I want to see the, a strong argument being made, not just for people to stay, but for businesses and jobs to move here and, and industries to grow and prosper. There's so much opportunity in this state right now that is untapped. And unfortunately, decisions up, up in Albany are making New Yorkers hit their breaking point and decide, you know what, that's it. It's too much. I'm gone. Lee, thank you so much uh, for coming on, and we'll have you on again real soon. And uh, good luck. And uh, look, we want law and order in our city and our state, and uh, and we need somebody that's strong enough and has the courage to do it. And thank Amen. you again. Thanks, John. Uh, let's take a break, and when we come back, John McLaughlin. He has some incredible polling numbers. It looks McLaughlin, like McLaughlin, McLaughlin. That's what yeah. I said, John McLaughlin. I don't know John who Mc... said it right or who said it wrong. I'm... Well, is it a McLaughlin or McLaughlin? McLaughlin. We'll, we'll ask John like, when he comes back. Like, like Victor McLaughlin, the actor. It's John McLaughlin. Right. We'll be right back. Don't you love an extra hundred dollars in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. 